Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. Hello, Jill. Hi. So everybody, all five people who are listening. <laughs> I feel actually, I feel very close to your family. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are back. We have taken just slowed down our our episodes a little bit because it has been very hard to have a typical kind of lighthearted conversation and have the fun that we usually have just in light of the difficult events going on in the world and difficult is probably putting it mildly um but we're we're back and I can't guarantee we're gonna be regularly back but we're We're going to do our best and hope that people take this as an opportunity to escape the headlines for a few minutes. Um, So with that, (laughs) let's actually talk about, um, before we dive into the topic for this episode, why don't we just quickly talk about something that's been bothering me, um, and I know it bothers you as well, Um, but just the, the, the question of whether brands, companies, schools, public institutions that you maybe are associated with, whether they should be taking a stance and making a statement. I guess those are two two separate questions. Um, And curious to hear what you think about that, Tara. So I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, being my own brand, if you will, my own business, I had to think about this a lot because obviously um, I have a lot of feelings about it being Jewish, just been in Israel, my son's about to be bar mitzvah, obviously, there's a lot of feelings there. Also, I also, you know, I didn't know whether I should continue posting, doing my blog, these types of things, which is just business, because you don't want to, you know, you want to, you want to take it as seriously as it is. And I think I did pull back a bit. Um, but I did acknowledge at the same time in my way, in the way that I felt comfortable doing it, I did. I think that, unfortunately, I'm just going to speak about my kids' school. They have done nothing. And it's very interesting because for every other cause or issue or social injustice, they have spoken, they have assemblies, they have everything addressed. But for this, there has been nothing. And my daughter, Penelope, they she was invited to something like last week three there was four jewish kids now she goes to school in brookline where you would think that the population of jews is very large but it's actually not as large as you think but there were four jewish kids in there and three um teachers and the teachers were saying this is absurd for you know other social injustices or other social causes there's a room full of people plus administration so i think that People, I mean, in my in my mind, I think people are just fearful to address. They're fearful fearful to offend, to address, so they do nothing. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think they hide behind the "we don't want to get political" statement. Mm-hmm. But even if you know absolutely nothing about the politics of the region or about the history of uh, the region or the conflict in the Middle East and the, you know, the decades and decades and probably almost a century of conflict. If you know nothing and all you know is what happened on October 7th, you say something like it's, it's, it's 
people, human beings were slaughtered and debased and it was terrible. And so at a minimum, in my mind, brands, companies, you know, organizations that I'm associated with that I have invested in over the years in whichever way, I think should say something. And, you know, I guess part of, part of what I, what I, what is tricky in in our kids' school is, does not have a Jewish population at all. Um, And the, the teaching faculty, there is a course on 9-11. So there is a history course in the upper school about 9-11 um, and the, the teaching faculty, uh, what they did was at, at assembly after the October 7th attack, they spoke to the upper school and they denounced terrorism in front of the upper school. And they talked about Haman, which is not Hamas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to make an address about a serious issue, like get it right. Mm-hmm. But, um, they did, they did say something, but then it was like one and done. Okay. So we said it. So now we all move on and we'll go about our daily lives. Well, my kids don't go about their daily lives because my kid had a bat mitzvah last weekend. It was very scary to go to the synagogue. You know, it, and my kids are changing their name on Uber. My kids, like it's not the same. And so I don't expect the school to necessarily you know, I expect them to have some support resources and I don't expect them to take sides or to necessarily like, um, you know, get political at all. But I do expect them to have a, a way of educating the student body. And there are many organizations that help you do that. Facing History and Ourselves is one of those. The Stand Up Against Hate, I'm going to get that wrong, is another one. And essentially it's about anti-hate. It's anti, it's it's Islamophobia, it's anti-Semitism, and you don't have to get into the politics in order to be a human. Right. And because so, what we're talking about is what a human situation, like, if you are not human, you don't, you don't have a reaction to what happened. I mean, everybody had a reaction. No matter what religion, race you are, it is not okay what happened. And that's what needs to be addressed. Not who's, who's right, who's wrong. That's what you're saying. Don't talk about who's wrong. That's not the school's um, place to say that. But it is a place to talk about humanitarian rights, right? Or like... Yeah. And at a minimum, even if you don't want to be proactive, like at a minimum, because I I understand the the trickiness of this, because if you share, even though you think you're sharing facts with the student body, the emphasis on certain facts, you know, or some facts are debatable, apparently. Some facts, if you emphasize certain facts over other facts, then you're taking sides. I get all that. So at a minimum, there should be something where it's very clear that if there is any anti-hate any hate behavior, any anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, or hate of any kind, that the students will be expelled. It's just not that complicated. Like, we have a no-tolerance policy. And in light of these events, in light of the protests that are going on everywhere, in light of people getting beaten on the street for their background, their religions, or their ethnic backgrounds, like, there should be some statement to that effect. Um. And you were speaking to me before about some brands um, that, you know, who, I mean, we can say SoulCycle is one of these that you're heavily invested in. I used to attend the classes before, but their whole, sorry, I'm going to say shtick, 
but it like their whole met mission is to be inclusive and right. Am I right? Yes. Yes. And I, I had so much love for that brand. As you know, I was a huge devotee. Um, and I've been going since 2014, since you dragged me to my first class. And I do really, really like the instructors. I like the Boston studios and, I have found them to it to be a very welcoming and open and inclusive environment. And in fact, the Boston instructor, a couple of the instructors of the studio, I don't know if it was the studio, the instructors actually did put out a little bit of a statement, which was something, but the corporate, the, the parent company has said nothing that's helpful. All they've said is this is like a safe, soul cycle is a safe haven. Like it's, un, you know, unfortunately just not enough. And Listen, for a brand, do I expect Cheetos to come out and make a statement? No, because Cheetos doesn't stand for any inclusive. It's not, who cares? And also Cheetos hasn't in the past made statements about other causes. And as you said, like SoulCycle, they speak about every possible affinity group out there. And even Queen Elizabeth's death, they had something to say. Like, everything. They have rides for Ukraine. They have all kinds of, of things where they've come out and spoken about this. And I just find it very interesting and sad to me, very sad that they have said nothing about, uh, the terrorist attack on October 7th and the ongoing war. So what, why do you think, why do you think this is something they won't touch? So I just saw an article about, and in fact, I'm on a listserv with about a hundred other people with the CEO of Equinox and the CEO of SoulCycle who have said nothing, like they don't respond to anything. And what they've said internally is that, um, they don't comment because if they have, they commented on every horrible event, they'd be commenting all the time. Well, newsflash, they do comment all the time on other events on everything everything. And so I don't know, there was an article that came out that said in the Daily Mail, which is not, you know, necessarily the best source, but it said that um, it, it it hypothesized that it had to do with the, the parent company's investment in, in a, a, a hotel in the Middle East. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I actually just think that they're scared I, to I say anything. I think it comes from fear. I think it's fear. It's, you know, once you say something, it's going to maybe be misinterpreted as something else. And so then you're in a, in a, that, that's the fear, right? Yeah. So the fear is, so I'm going to offend somebody. So I should say nothing, but you should never not say, you should never say nothing. You should say something, always say something. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's hard to find the words. Sometimes you don't know exactly what to say. I know it took some brands and people who do what I do a few days to think about how, and that's okay. You don't yeah. have to address something right away. It needs to sink in. Everybody reacts differently. It's not about that, but right. it's about doing something. Yeah. And you know, this is a good teaching moment for why it's really important to look at a company's values before you join them, right? As an employee, because I think they're putting their instructors in a really bad position. I love the Boston instructors. Like, you know, I love them and I love the classes and it makes me so mad that I feel shitty going there now. And it's, and so, and I'm sure that those instructors are like, what the hell? Like, I'm sure maybe not, who knows, but it is, uh, it's just, it's just so sad to me. And I don't know. I'm just really sad about it. So, yeah. 
I mean, I don't blame you. I think that, you know, we're a little bit sad with our school too. It's like, it's unfortunate that that's how it's been handled. And, and, you know, it shows the kids too. Like, it's just not a good example to set for children. It's just yeah. not. Yep. All right. So now that we've had our rant session, <laughs> moving on. Okay. So I'm getting a photo. I'm getting um, a headshot next week, a new headshot. Ooh, all right. I, I like hired a photographer. I got a makeup artist. I'm actually doing like a real, not that my past ones weren't real, but it was, I, I decided I needed to invest a little in it. So like, what do I, so like, there's lots of resources out there from photographers on what to wear. So they have lists of wear this, don't wear that, wear this, don't wear these colors, these colors. But from a stylist standpoint, I would love to hear what you think. Like, it's just a hedge. I don't think yeah. it's anything below like the waist. All right. So here it is. I'm going to lay it on the line. And also okay. Brad, who uh, is my photographer, we talk about this all the time because he does do headshots. And a lot of times people ask me for consultation on what to wear. Be comfortable. You have to be comfortable in what you're wearing. Don't all of a sudden decide to wear something you never wear because you're going to be like thinking the whole time, what do I look like? I don't ever wear it. You're going to be uncomfortable. And it shows. Everything shows. The funny thing about headshots is People take pictures all the time. The minute you say headshot and they say, it's like freezing. It's actually almost like when somebody goes live on air, like you'll be talking and then all of a sudden you see them like freak yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> That's headshots for you. <laughs> so anyways, you know, be, obviously don't wear something that washes you out. Don't wear white. If you wear white, do great makeup because I don't mind if it's white. Maybe have a really nice background. You just don't want to be washed out. So the photographer should know this. So if you're wearing white, the photographer should take pictures of you. You know, maybe you do it in the fall outside. I don't know. It just depends on what kind of picture you want. Um, I love navy. I always think navy is really nice, much better than black. The thing about black is it will definitely show, like, if you have any kinds of sleepiness under your eyes, um, especially if you're wearing eyeliner or something to calls to that attention. Earth tones are great. Any jewel tones are great. Um, I mean, you kind of know what you like to wear. Um, I just think that people start to get really crazy. And they, this one woman I took to shop for headshots, all of a sudden she wanted to change her lipstick to like orange. I'm like, why do you all of a sudden want to wear orange? You're going to look at that picture and think, why the hell am I wearing orange lipstick? So nothing extreme. Yep, that makes sense. Um, and then I'm sort of debating about, I'll probably just wear a crew neck because that's what I feel comfortable, like a sweater. Um, yeah. But then... Also, like, you don't want to wear something that's too fashion forward because it, it, like, the next year it's not a thing. Like, right. not sure. Um, but then what do you – how do you feel about a blazer versus no blazer? I've seen, like, varying views on this. I say take it with both. Take some shots with the blazer and take some without because sometimes it will surprise you that you might like something better than you thought. Um, and it's better to have the options. It totally depends. I think the more options that you have, the better. So if you have a, you know, a crew neck sweater and you decide you want to put a little blazer over that, do that. Or if you want to change the shirt and put the blazer over. Um, you know, sometimes when I shoot with Brad, we'll do video and pictures. And sometimes uh, an outfit just looks better in a video or it just looks better in a picture. It's like, that's why I do so many different things. So it's kind of like that. Give yourself some options. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then any hair and makeup tips? Yes. <laughs> Don't do anything you wouldn't ever do. 
Do you guys get my drift? You just want to be comfortable. No, I mean, you know, it's always nice to have your hair and makeup done. I think that it's it's actually imperative to do it if you can because the the camera picks up on it better. It looks better. The photographer has a better um an easier way of correcting things and less that he needs to, or she needs to correct if you have makeup. Um and you know, your hair just if you if you actually know you do your hair better than it it is when somebody does it for you, then just do it yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Tara. Um, I will send you my proofs and you can tell me which one you like. And oh, I guess the last question is how many outfits are acceptable to bring to the photo shoot? <laughs> I mean, I would bring three if you want, yeah. honestly. I mean, this is your time. If you're getting just, if you're investing in hair and makeup, to take these pictures, bring three outfits because it doesn't matter. I mean, maybe you shoot two, but wouldn't you rather have everything there and then have stuff to choose from? I mean, you're investing your time and and money. You might as well make it the best. Yes. And then, so side note, Jill, if you need to send me outfits for approval, I will. Oh, yes. No, I will. I will. Okay. I'm actually happy we did this, this, all of this, but also the headshot piece, because I feel like this time of year, people really like to redo their headshots coming into the new year next year. And so, um, so if anybody has any questions, let me know. Sounds good. Thanks, Tara. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. Jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, seated shorts, running shorts, board shorts.